Support for this episode comes from Yakima Chief Hops. Yakima Chief Hops is a 100% farmer-owned hop supplier with a mission to connect the family farms of the Pacific Northwest with brewers across the globe. With a growing competitive market, YCH understands the need to continuously brew exceptional quality beers. This is why YCH is focused on developing innovative hot products and research-based resources that provide real solutions in the brew house and help brewers take their beers to the next level. Yakima Chief Hops works with breweries of all sizes across the globe, from home and nano brewers to craft and macro. To find out more about YCH, visit www.yakimachief.com. Founded in 2020, but a long time in the making, SureShot was born out of lockdown. The Manchester-based business, headed up by a brewer that can make leading hop-forward beers in his sleep, is determined to make its mark with an excellent, high-quality product. And a mere four months on since their first brew, they're doing just that. James Campbell told us that one of the good things about being ancient is that you've got a lot of experience. If there's one thing that can act in equal balance to Campbell's brewing ability, that's his knack for self-deprecation. My name is Tim Sheehan, editor of The Brewer's Journal. And I'm Ross McPherson. Welcome to The Brewer's Journal podcast. In his own words, Campbell has seen a lot of different sides to this industry. He started out making cask beer in the 1990s, so as you can imagine, both the brewing industry and licence trade has changed a lot in that time. James Campbell, for those that don't know, has been a driving force in breweries such as Marble Beers and for the first four years of its journey, fellow Manchester business Cloudwater. With that, He's something of a pioneer in bringing new world beer styles and hops to the UK. As a result, Campbell has been instrumental in the development of a new wave of British brewing over the last decade. That brewing ability also played an integral part in helping introduce cloud water to the global stage. But come September 2018, the then head brewer decided to set out on a new path with the goal of opening a brewery of his own. To help achieve this, he took on the role of commissioning brewer at SSV Limited, a Leeds-based business that designs, supplies, and installs brew houses, process tanks, and all other liquid production vessels. I mean, it's, it's a long-term ambition of mine to do my own brewery, to my own thing, you know. And uh, whilst at SSV, I was. Uh, and, you know, they make great plant SSV, so uh, that's how we bought our fermenters off. Upon leaving Cloudwater in 2018, Campbell would begin the process of planning the business and seeking investment in earnest. And a chance meeting with Michael Ford, part of the management team at UK premium wine and spirit supplier Kingsland Drinks, would help accelerate those plans. Well, like many breweries, uh, myself and Michael met at IMBC. <laughs> and uh, had a drink and uh, got friendly from there. This was before I left uh, Cloudwater. And I left Cloudwater and uh, ran into my cat, uh, 
in Clive Ward to friends and families and uh, just got talking from there, really. And with that, Shawshot was born. And then we just kept kept talking, uh, kept going through the numbers, demonstrating that it's actually a viable business from first principles. Uh, and, you know, we took our time over it. And when we could convince ourselves on, on paper or on spreadsheet, I should say, that uh, a vi- viable business is to be had out of it, we started looking for premises. Now, the initial plan was to uh, do something probably a little more opulent and uh, bigger to start with. But the pandemic and all the other issues that have been attending the country for the last few years has uh, shaken a lot of confidence in investment. So uh, investment is quite hard to come by without giving away a large chunk of your soul. So uh, we came to the conclusion we'd probably go for something smaller than we originally started. And I was talking to Sam on track, who I'm very friendly with. They obviously, well, they were hoping to move to uh, a larger premises. So, uh, as I said to Sam, well, what's happening to your old plant? And he says, well, we'll we'll sell it. So we talked around that, worked out the numbers, put that into our spreadsheet and said, yes, this will do for starters. And it's, you know, not state-of-the-art technology, but it's a solid plant that's made some great beer over the years. So uh, we worked out we could do that a lot cheaper than we could buy buying brand new plant and going into a much larger facility. The team would get the keys to their maiden premises on the 24th of January this year, and no time like the present would also stick a brew through that day. That beer would be How Much Does Water Weigh, a 4.2% pale ale hopped with Centennial, Galaxy and Citra. We had equipment that was on the water that had to be in there otherwise it's gonna huge expense in storage and all the rest of it you know or double handling really you don't, you, if you're moving plant you really don't want to uh, be double handling if you're double handling you're just you're just creating expense and, and work we got we got the plant in there and we had the fermenters ready we uh got i mean we weren't going to stick a brew through until we had you know all our legal sorted and we had the keys to the unit but we were ready to go we knew the keys were coming that day got the keys and mashed in several months on the sure shot team comprises james campbell his business partner michael ford james lever sean ford who runs the brewery floor connor seagrave james moffat and also andy buckham while lever and ford previously worked at london beer factory seagrave and moffat held positions at Cloudwater. Finally, Buckham has previously worked at Port Street Beer House and Beatnik Republic. A talented and incredibly capable team, right from the off. Well, yes, but there are, you know, I mean, there are quite high sort of static costs in, well, particularly in a, in a city centre, having a brewery in a city centre. So, And the amount of work that's required is more than one person's work just to get moving, really. To run a canning line, you, well, I mean, you can do it on team, two people, but you ideally need three people for the type of canning line we've got. Because of the way we're set up, it's a 13 hectolitre brew house and it's a 30 30 hectolitre fermenter, so everything's a double brew, which is best practices to get the beer in the uh, fermenter within 24 hours as well. So uh, that's... uh, that's not something one person could do sustainably and sell it and deliver it and package it. It's uh, 
yeah, even to run at a sort of basic standard requires a few sets of hands. With kit, premises and a great team in tow, all that's left is for Campbell and Shawshot to work their magic with the liquid itself. And early beers, perhaps unsurprisingly, have many of the hallmarks you'd expect from such a storied brewer. We want to make good quality beer. You know, I firmly believe there's a uh, always a market for uh, high quality product. Competing on price when you're a small brewer is, uh, I don't think it's a particularly sensible idea. You know, uh, we, we don't have the means to produce bulk, so uh, we'll produce what we can as best we can. It's also, it's a style of beer that I know I'm good at and I know that we can sell. You know, I don't think we should be shy about it. I, I didn't need a light under our bushel. We know we can do this. I mean, yes, whilst there's a competition with other people at the, in, you know, for the same share of throat uh, that similar breweries have, I still think craft beer, for want of a better, want of a better term, is expanding. More and more people are drinking that kind of beer. It's not uh, not as niche as it was. And I do think, it's, you know, there's every reason to believe that, you know, as long as we uh, keep hitting the quality and get our communications right uh, and our product de- delivery right, there's room for us. For Campbell, another aim for SureShot is constant improvement. And the head brewer is not ruling out branching out into other beer styles too. The plan is to get better all the time, sort of constant improvement as we establish ourselves. We've got more fermenters coming as well, so uh, realistically we're at a level, we're only four fermenters. But the way the numbers will work, it'll really only start to make sense as as a business a bit more when we've got more fermenters in the building and we can produce more regularly. So once we have that capacity, we may branch out to uh, other styles as well. I think there's room for, well, there's room for all kinds of things in terms of... uh, in terms of different beer styles, but I'm also a firm believer in keeping it fairly simple as far as yeast goes. I don't want to be uh, 17 different yeast strains in the brewery because that'll, well, it just leads to trouble sooner or later. But until then, consumers can try beers such as Double IPA, 164 miles per hour, New England IPA, I Need a Rendezvous, and West Coast IPA, Name a Yellow Fruit. Releases that have already enjoyed UK distribution thanks to the brewery's in-house canning capabilities. The notion of Short Shot was kind of born and developed under lockdown as well. So I think we quick, fairly quickly came to the conclusion that launching without uh, a small pack facility would be pretty much madness, really. Uh, we didn't. Nobody knew what was going to happen a year ago when we were taking these decisions in terms of where the licence trade would be. I still think licensed trade still doesn't know where it's going to be in six months' time either, you know, because of the impact of lockdown and what it's had on uh, sort of long-term finances. So, uh, yeah, we you need to be able to get beer direct to consumer, and we thought that was an absolute must from word go. Added to that, and it's just from experience, uh, having things in small pack, I also think is some of the best marketing you can do, because people take a chance on a can uh, along before long before a, a publican will take a chance on a keg. James Lever, the brewery's marketing, graphics and social media manager, adds that small pack is incredibly effective in opening up the broader beer market. So I think small pack is great because as you guys said earlier, it really opens you up to uh, the whole craft beer market in the UK. 
and we're not a big country our cans travel pretty well um and you know people hear about you from any corner so i think that is an ambition to ultimately be up and down the country and to be able to supply it and another route the brewery plans to take when connecting with the consumer is through the opening of its own tap room which will be housed in the adjacent unit to the brew house the imminent arrival of additional fermenters will result in malt and other storage moving to the back of the second unit, with a shiny new taproom and retail operation adorning the front. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's quite a big one. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is significant. <laughs> it's, uh, so we've taken on the next unit as well. So uh, with when eight when we have eight fermenters, we won't have anywhere to put malt or boxes or anything like that. So uh, we're going to have to have some storage. So we've taken on the next unit, storage at the back and, and tap room at the front uh, because it is actually very expensive uh, land for to use as storage. So it just makes we just need to make sense of taking on the extra rent and get uh, a retail operation going. But I also think having an on-site retail operation gives people an opportunity to get to know the brand better and get to know the company better. Yeah. It gives us yeah, a bit yeah, more personality. Right in the city. Yeah. Somewhere where people can get our beer every day. It's one of the things about being a uh, small brewery without a uh, retail outlet is pe people will say, well, where can we come and drink your beer? And uh, it's like, well, we've sold it to so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. We're not sure where, when it's on yet. You know, so, uh, I mean... I think available in all good bars is what we'll say, but we're really looking forward to having somewhere where we can have our beer on every day, permanently available. The Brewer's Journal podcast is a production of Reby Media, produced and hosted by me, Tim Sheehan. And me, Ross McPherson. Sound engineering by Ross McPherson. Series supervision by John Young. The executive producer is Rory Harris. And a special thanks to James Campbell and James Lever at Shawshot. Sure